Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and it's February. Welcome to the shortest month ever. Happy Black History Month again to all of our people. And I want to talk about relationships this week. More importantly, I know like it's like Valentine's Day and stuff like that, but I want to talk about relationships in context to the relationship with ourselves and how the relationships that we have in our partnerships and in our friendships and in our family are often reflective of the relationship we have with ourselves. And I think it's super important, not just because it's February, but because relationship with ourself is the most important relationship. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, like conceited way, like my relationship with myself is better than everybody else. It is very much so because it reflects and mirrors out to the rest of the world what relationship will look like for us ultimately. And so... Something that was interesting, in fact, sparked this episode was um, one of my Patreon members. I want to say thank you to her um, for bringing up Twin Flames. And I always get really like just about the Twin Flame concept. And I'm going to explain why, because I went down a, you know, I would say almost three year path with going through what I thought was a twin flame relationship or even just like researching twin flames and essentially what popular culture tells us or popular spiritual culture, I should say, uh, tells us about twin flames and how we um, tend to really idolize these kinds of relationships over any others. And so I want to first just say that I do believe in twin flames to a degree I do believe in soulmates, and I'm very open to how these can manifest in people's lives. Um, What I don't like is essentially how people have essentially idolized them. Like this particular type of love is the most important thing that I'm running after my entire life, and I'm going to spend my whole life searching for this particular type of person. And so before we get into that, I want to first go into... Um, You know, what does it mean to be in a healthy and beautiful relationship in the first place? And I want to first talk about like for for myself, I looked for a relationship for a very long time. Like I looked for a relationship from as early as I can remember. I think I was like 12 years old talking about how I wanted to meet the one and I couldn't wait to get married and so on. 
And in um, my culture and in also the church that I was at, that was something that was always looked towards for little girls, which I find odd nowadays. But it was, you know, our, our prime objective was to be able to find a partner. And so there was this heavy importance that, you know, we weren't really complete or we weren't really an adult or we weren't really valid until we had a partner. And that carried with me for a very long time. And in college, um, you know, I was someone who never really dated or even if I wanted to date, like it just wasn't available to me. And my mom used to always say, you know, that's God protecting you from having heartache and having this and having breakups and stuff. And it's just, you know, really saving you for that particular person. And, you know, cause you're special. And I was like, I'm not fucking, I don't want to be special and I'm not special. If nobody likes me, then I'm, I'm clearly the ugly duckling and unwanted and unworthy. And so I struggled with that for a really long time. And so I had a, um, finally got a boyfriend when I was in high school and that boyfriend cheated on me. And, uh, he was already, you know, really terrible to begin with, but he's someone I grew up with. And I was like, oh man, I just really want to make this work. And I really want to just try and, you know, do this or do that. And <clears throat> what he did was, um, you know, on a, on a night, he didn't break up with me per se, but I was talking to him about his relationship with his ex and how I had, you know, these kind of feelings about the relationship that they had. And, you know, me basically thinking like, are you cheating? But not really saying that. Anyway, and so we had this really big argument one evening. And and the next day when I went to church, he brought said woman <laughs> to church. They came in dressed to the nines, matching hats and clothes and whatever, looking like a fucking married couple. It was ridiculous. And he did it in front of the entire church. So I'm up, up on in the choir. I'm sitting up there watching them walk in together and my stomach like falls out of my butt. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world is happening? And he looks so smug and so just pleased with himself that like, mm -hmm, well, if you think that I'm cheating, here we go. And so it was, it was confirmation to me that what I was, what I was already feeling was already happening. But, um, I found out later that he was cheating on me. So there's that, but anyway, it was, it was this outing, you know, in front and to, to show everybody, look, you're disposable at any time. And I was embarrassed and I was, I was hurt. Fast forward another year, I have a relationship with someone who um, was long distance. He was in college and I was still in high school. Uh, he was someone that was considered a player. And I was like, I don't want nothing to do with you. But he pursued the heck out of me. And then at some point, I start getting rumors that he's been cheating and he's this and that. And I just keep trying to give it a chance. I keep trying to give it a chance. Um, and then we were supposed to go to prom together. And he stood me up. The last time I talked to him was the phone call beforehand where he says, you know, it's like an hour or so before. And he's like, I'm not coming and stood me up for prom. I mean, I'm going to prom by myself. Like, you know, just really woe was me kind of story. Um, really just a lot of heartbreak in these situations and these relationships that I kept trying to give a chance. And so I have a history of that. Okay. Then fast forward seven, eight, nine years or so. I had all I've wanted was a, a good boyfriend, someone who would be good to me, kind to me, someone to treat me like I was worthy of something. And I ended up meeting online my now ex-husband. 
And we talked and talked and talked. And I was like, oh, finally, someone can see me. And I pursued the hell out of that person. So much so going over there to visit, coming back and forth, doing all the visa paperwork, figuring out all the stuff. How can we be together? Because this must be my only chance. And then once we got married, me immediately regretting the decision because I thought, oh my gosh, like this is, this is not a great connection. And then staying for four years, keeping, trying to keep it going, trying to make sure, like keep loving someone, keep giving people chances, keep trying, even though it was tumultuous and hard and difficult and ridiculous (laughs) at times, this was my soulmate, right? I shouldn't give up on my soulmate, even if I'm feeling abused or tormented or depressed or suicidal, like at some point, when, when, when was it going to be enough? And so fast forward again to, um, a particular person that I had met while I was dating after I had gotten divorced and it was like, oh my goodness, here it is, my twin flame. And at the time it was just kind of like, they were saying it's like a soulmate on fire. It's a soulmate, but it's better. It's a soulmate. They made it sound so attractive that like, ooh, to have a, a twin flame means that your soul has come down and split in two. And this very evocative type of description that made it so like, oh my God, it's something I want. It's something I must have. Um, and my heart desired that kind of love so much. And so what started off as like, seemingly like a good relationship. We had good connection. We had amazing intimacy and like all kinds of stuff. And then suddenly he's gone. And I'm like, I already knew like he's my twin flame and the twin flame scenario. And lots of the literature says that you'll go through this, you know, scenario where you have this visceral up and, you know, kind of love And then it'll either get really hard or really uphill and you'll fight a lot and there's all this challenge. And then you'll go through a no contact period where you won't talk to each other anymore. And then you guys will get your shit together and then you'll come back into union and it'll be the greatest love you've ever had. Now, last week you heard Mimi and Chase on the show and they talked and they have a story exactly like that, exactly like that. And so it would be um, you know, according to our eyes that oh, that's a twin flame relationship. Look at that. And so I'm not denying that, but what I'm saying is, is that unfortunately within our spiritual culture, we've been, we're being taught to essentially promote a, a relationship that's highly tumultuous and possibly undeserving of our connection and of our relationship and of our devotion in the chance, chance chance that it could be this type of relationship. Now, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I encourage you to go over there because any, or if me, even if you have go re-listen to it, because that particular couple wasn't parading this idea of this particular type of love. And they weren't saying, we're going to get back together. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And we're going through a no contact period right now. And eventually he'll come back or whatever. Instead, what I've heard is essentially people talking about exactly what I went through and in the last relationship I just mentioned that I was sitting there waiting around, tolerating terrible behavior, uh, becoming essentially obsessed with this particular person. It was like they had, they had infiltrated my mind. I was always thinking about them. 
and always thinking about what are they doing? Where are they on their path? I was always sending them books or, um, you know, being their free therapist and being someone who was just trying to foster this connection with who I truly believe is my twin flame. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode, please go to patreon.com slash and become a member of any tier in order to contribute to the work that I'm doing and enjoy the rest of this episode. I hope to see you there. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.